What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Smicah. You see, this is how you start a show, Jay. <laughs> this is how you start a show like a professional. Oh, I'm man. sorry, Brad. This is just an inside joke between <laughs> myself and Terrence uh, and Jay, because Jay doesn't know how to start the show like we start the show. You know, with the countdown and 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 I literally have to tell him, hey, this is how the white man does it. He's your better. <laughs> Do it like him. Did I did I miss a recording or something? Pre-show hijinks. This was a uh, pre-show hijinks. Terrence is also joining us today, of course. Yes, I am. I'm here. What's up? Everybody? Um, yeah, you should start it this way, Jay. This is this is how it's how it works. This is just how it works. It's just how it goes. Um, so yeah, we are back for another episode. Uh, we are going to get Terrence's uh, expanded impressions on Devil May Cry Five uh, later this episode. Uh, we will also talk about the most inevitable thing that could possibly happen, uh, thanks to a particular company. Um, which we'll get to later, the big controversy that happened in the gaming world last week. Uh, let's start by talking about what we've been playing. Um, I will start real quick because I uh, took a step back from Anthem this week because Destiny started their new season of content. Uh, season six is the season of the Drifter, uh, and it is brought with it a new game mode, uh, which is Gambit Prime, a.k.a. Sweaty Gambit, uh, and then also a new sort of horde mode called the reckoning and these two modes work in conjunction with one another because the cool thing so so i should probably explain how gambit prime is different than regular gambit first of all so gambit prime uh, is kind of an evolution of gambit now they haven't gotten rid of the regular gambit they did tweak regular gambit a little bit so that now uh if you do get to a third round uh it's just a boss rush mode like the prime evil spawns right away Good. and you don't have to go through the whole rigmarole um but Gambit Prime is a little bit different. So Gambit Prime, of course, Gambit in Destiny is the PvE slash PvP mode um, where you are working as a team of four trying to kill ads to get these little moats, uh, which to get deposited in a central bank. And once you have enough, a big boss will spawn that you have to kill and you win the round. Normal Gambit is best two out of three rounds. Uh, Gambit Prime is one round. And uh, the ads are a little bit tougher from the get-go. It's basically the uh, basically the same toughness that you would see uh, in a round three of regular Gambit once, you know, they start throwing out the yellow bars and stuff like that. But what's different about it is so you're going around and you're getting your kills and you're doing your stuff. And once you have enough moats in Gambit Prime, it's 100 moats that you have to get into instead of 75. Uh, the Prime Evil spawn. But here's the thing. The Prime Evil has an invincible shield that cannot be damaged. The way that you damage the Prime Evil is to actually kill three of the Prime Evil envoys uh, which are witches that spawn on the map. And once the witches are dead, a well of light will appear on the ground for about 20 seconds. And that is your way that you get your primeval slayer. And it's the only way that you can damage the primevals while this well of light uh, is, is in the mix. Um, so that's, that's the very basic overview of Gambit prime. Um, the way it's different though, is because they've kind of tuned up the mechanics a little bit. So now blockers used to be an occasional nuisance in Gambit. So the other team can send over, uh, blockers, uh, when they deposit moats to kind of slow your team down and it locks your bank and you have to kill the blockers to unlock the bank. Well, now in Gambit prime, if you have two or more blockers on your side, your moats will actually start draining 
from your bank one like once a second basically so you can't just ignore the blockers like they have to be something that you are very aware of the entire time while you are playing gambit prime um you also get an extra invasion because uh you get it every 25 moats that your team deposits you can go to the other side and invade the other team um but the big thing with gambit prime is that there are now four defined roles that you can play as and those four roles are the sentry which helps clear blockers and keep the bank clear uh the reaper which just goes around slaying ads the collector who is your primary moat picker upper and the invader which is your primary invader that go to the other side to harass the other team and this is how it kind of ties into the reckoning mode they have in the game so when you play gambit prime you get these items that are called synths and you get them randomly by you know, playing throughout Game of Prime, you also can get them through bounties and stuff like that. When you go into Reckoning mode, you actually take your synths and you kind of wager them in Reckoning. And if you successfully complete Reckoning, you will get a piece of Gambit armor gear. And the type of armor that you get depends on what type of synth that you wagered in the Reckoning mode. The cool thing about the Gambit armor set is that it actually unlocks new perks that you can use in Gambit Prime that are sp- that are catered around the role you're playing. So, like if you are the um, if you are playing the Sentry role, for example, um, you'll the first perk that you can unlock is to get like bonus damage against taken enemies, and the blockers are always taken enemies, so that's helpful for clearing out blockers as you go. Um, like for one of the things the collector can do, for example, is when you die. Any moats that you carry will actually fall on the ground for your teammates to pick up because normally when you die when carrying moats in Gambit, they just disappear. So your teammates have a chance to to get your moats back. Uh, the Reaper, for example, like one of the things they can do is when they get multi-kills, it drops special ammo for your entire team so that you can get ammo for your shotguns and fusion rifles and powerful weapons and stuff like that. So, And there are different quality sets of armor, um, and there's different difficulties for Reckoning, and obviously the, the higher difficulties get you uh, the better armor sets. Um, so they haven't even unlocked the, the top tier of armor sets yet. And apparently the tier two of reckoning is really fucking hard anyway, just because of where everyone's power level is after the new expansion. Mm -hmm. Um, but Gambit prime is really cool. I've actually really enjoyed it so far. Um, it's a much more, it's much more back and forth than regular Gambit is, um, because you, it's very difficult to kill the boss in the first or even the second damage phase. Um, so the first the first thing in Gambit Prime that we played, we actually went to time limit because the invasions were so good on both teams that like basically every time another team was was invading, like they would get three kills. That's one of the downsides about the well of light coming out is that your whole team will just kind of be grouped up in the same spot so that if the invader decides to come over at that point, uh, if they have like super, if they have their rocket launcher, uh, that could be a really quick team wipe if you're not careful. And that, of course, heals the primeval just like it does in regular gambit um reckoning is also fun of the various uh horde modes that destiny has done i'm probably enjoying this one the most um it's very similar to if you guys remember when they did haunted forest um during during the festival of the loss or season of the loss or whatever it was it's kind of a better version of that and a more difficult version of that um that you kind of have to coordinate with the team and you also have to really look because they have um the different modifiers that are in effect, just like they do during the nightfall strikes. So you want to kind of cater your loadout around uh, whatever the, like the good singe is, or if it's like grenadier, you want to make sure that you have good grenades on so that you can, so that you can do that. So I've really been enjoying Gambit prime so far. 
Um, that's the major highlight of this season. Uh, there's going to be some mild story stuff that has to do with the Drifter uh, and the Nine, which is kind of wild because we haven't seen anything about the Nine so far. Uh, apparently, you're going to get to choose whether you kind of side with the Vanguard or side with the Drifter because things are going to come to a head with those two factions. Uh, and you D1 fans can rejoice because the Thorn Quest uh, drops uh, today, as most of you are going to be listening to this. So you can start uh, going after the Thorn, which was a very popular weapon uh, so, in Destiny 1. It was a very OP gun in Destiny 1. Well, we'll see how it does in <laughs> Destiny 2. Um, I know Last Word didn't really take over the PvP meta. Like, it's very good, but it's not like the must-use like it used to be in D1. So I don't know if Thorn will be the same way. God, do you remember the Thorn in Destiny 1? I, I see I wasn't around for the Thorn's heyday. Oh my Destiny god, 1. dude. Like like it, it it was just like the dot damage was incredible. Like you get two you hit somebody twice no matter where you hit them, they're dead because the dot damage would kill them. Like, they kind of, well it's funny cuz Lay Monarch is kind of the same does the same thing. Um though it it was like you couldn't one shot someone with Lay Monarch. Like you could two shot them if you landed the headshot, because that did the same thing where like when they, when you shot them with a headshot, it would poison them. Mm -hmm. Um, and also spread to other people around it as well. Uh, so that, but that didn't become like, that didn't become like an OP thing in PVP either. It's very good PVE weapon. I can tell you that. So yeah, the, the thorn was in D one, the thorn was a, a little bit of a pain to get, but once you got it, like I had to, I had to get help getting it. But once you got it, like you, you've, you've used it. Let me ask you a question about Gambit prime. Mm -hmm. Do is it like, are people playing their roles or are people just like you really ramboing it? You really have to, um, because you can't. And so, can you be, and can you be like, uh, do you have to have one of the four roles? Can you have two, um, you know, damage dealers or can you have three collectors so to be clear um what what perks you get is based on the armor that you're wearing so if you want four invaders on your team and you all have four like invasion armor sets that, that are fully specced out you go right ahead like, that, like that's totally fine obviously it's more beneficial to your team play um to have one person representing each role if possible um, but sure, you can have two reapers and and like a collector and a sentry, and and then maybe your invasions won't be as good, but you'll be really good at collecting moats and killing ants, um, okay. which will help your team bank up faster. Um, should everyone play their roles? You kind of have to um, in this one, just because. So the strategies around banking are a little bit different. So you know, like one, of, I mean, you guys know because you played Gambit. One of the really popular strategies was to just spot like spam five moat blockers like the little phalanxes all day long yeah. and that was really annoying well they changed the blockers that actually spawn with the different tiers so now a, a five moat drop is a goblin which is not a problem to deal oh, with yeah but a, le a level 10 drop is a captain which are a huge pain in the ass to deal with so it's actually much more beneficial to if you're gonna drop if you're gonna bank as a team to do like a 10 and five or two tens than it is to do a bunch of fives at a time the other thing is too is that since you now have the drainage mechanic um it, it's it actually is not a benefit to bank first like like well, the strategy that my team's been using and by the way we've won like eight out of nine matches that we've played so far <laughs> is to let the other team bank first while we're holding 
And then we would all bank at the same time so that all the boats that they would bank would just yeah. get zapped out basically because they wouldn't be dealing with the blockers because oh, they I were trying be, to farm ads. Oh so. god, I would be so pissed if I fought <laughs> like if I were if if like our team was on the other side. Yeah, you know, I play with randos. If our team was on the other side, nah. Well, yo. that's and that's the only thing I will <laughs> say about Gambit Prime is that it is definitely a mode that you will have a much more fun time um, going in with three or four people that yeah. you know rather than solo queuing. I haven't solo queued in Gambit Prime yet, so I can't. I can't speak to that experience, but I have to imagine that unless you get lucky and end up with three people that are playing at the same time and talking to each other at the same time, that yeah. it is going to not be as fun because I will definitely tell you that we are talking and strategizing and doing callouts more in Gambit Prime than we ever had to uh, in regular Gambit for sure. Ah, uh, okay. I might get back into it, uh, now, especially now that they have that those catch-up bounties oh and that's the other thing too if you if you did fall behind um as mike alluded to the drifter does have four bounties you can do all four in like an hour and a half and they will give you a full set of 640 gear so that you can power up and be able to do the new stuff right away which was the big complaint that folks had when uh black armory dropped yeah so yeah because I, I i don't <laughs> i ain't got time <laughs> i didn't have time so, quite frankly i didn't have time before so what's that I, is all of this stuff free this is part of the this is part of the annual pass. Um, some of the stuff is free, like Gambit Prime. Everyone can play. Um, the Reckoning, everyone can do. Uh, I know the Thorn Quest is going to be specifically for annual pass owners. Um, I know that the story elements are going to be specifically for annual pass owners. So obviously, the annual pass. That's their that's their season pass. pass, basically that they did for year two. I think this. I think the catch up bounties are also for season pass owners, aren't they? I'm not 100% sure about that one because okay. I think they want as many people as possible to be doing the new stuff. So I think those might actually be available for everybody as well. Hmm. Excellent. Does this mean you're getting back in it, Terrence? No, I was just asking a question. Curiosity. <laughs> 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 yeah, because I didn't know there was a season pass. So uh, I know we're going to save Terrence's DMC5 thoughts for later in the show because he's going to have a lot more to say. Um, but I know, Micah, you said you just wanted to say a quick two-second piece. on. Yeah, um, I haven't played a lot of Devil May Cry, but, um, you know, I say this with zero hyperbole. It's the best action game ever made. <laughs> it It is. And quite frankly, it might be a contender for game of the year. And I'm not even halfway done. Like it's, it feels that good to play this game. Let me tell um, you, let me, before you go onward, let me tell you a surprising statement. I, my experience with DMC consists of the demo for DMC four. And I did not know what I was doing. And I was like, this sucks. I'm never playing this again. without <laughs> having fun. And just through <laughs> listening to people talk about it and watching previews and stuff like that, I'm kind of curious to check out Devil May Cry. You really should. Like, if you're ever going to give another Devil May Cry a chance, like, this is the one to do it. Um, uh, I haven't unlocked Dante yet. Uh, oh, you have? No. <laughs> I'm, but uh, I'm having some, I'm having a ton of fun with Nero. Um, and with V, I was great. No, V is cool. V is cool. V feels like something that Capcom is uh, the way he plays, and I'll let Terrence describe it later, but the way he plays feels like something Capcom is trying to experiment with so they can implement it into another game. And mm -hmm. 
And um, because it's it, he plays very different from what I assume Dante plays as, and very different from what Nero plays. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love it. I love it. It's uh, I, I'm I'm ready for uh, the bloody palace. All the all the badass stuff that you see, like in in other games, as like QTEs and stuff like that. Like, nah, you you do that stuff in this game, and it's been like that for the other games, right? But this game gives you so many different options that if you kill somebody the same way over and over again, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like yeah, this game is playing it wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're playing it wrong. Yeah, you are. So yeah, this is a must. This is a must buy, man. And my only complaint, and I'm sure this will change. I'm sure I'll uh, I'll, I'll eat my words once I finish the game. Uh, it's a little easy. They they only give you um, easy and normal, and like I already feel overpowered. And I'm only halfway. I don't have no. I don't have anywhere near all the 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 abilities unlocked or anything yet. But I feel like a badass uh, with all those different uh, all those different uh, <laughs> devil breakers and and V and his familiars and yeah, man, it's a it's a great game. Well, there you go. And like I said, you get, I mean, you guys probably want to hear Terrence's thoughts, as Micah said before the podcast started. Yeah. And we will save that for uh, later in the episode. Yeah, got to keep you listening. Got to keep you listening. Right. It's so, radio tease. It's called a tease in the business. <laughs> so, uh, new releases this week. Uh, the Division Two comes out. Uh, finally, the like the Gold Edition comes out as you guys are listening to this. Uh, the regular edition comes out this Friday. Uh, there's a Lego Marvel Superheroes collection that is releasing. Uh, MX versus ATV All Out Anniversary Edition comes out. Uh, One Piece World Seeker is coming out on PS4 digitally. And they are doing a Dissidia Final Fantasy NT free edition where they are basically using the Killer Instinct model where they will have a number of characters that are available uh, every week that will rotate. So if you guys wanted to check out the Dissidia Final Fantasy, uh, you can do that now for free on ps4 uh just talk to micah though as he will tell you do not waste the most precious resource that you have available to you and that is time yeah like, don't do it city don't of it really it really sucks man and i i am very very I, i'm pissed it stinks <laughs> it stinks man that's why they're doing that's why they're doing this free edition because nobody's playing it yeah most it likely stinks, that's correct so. it stinks Wow. Not a good sign when a year after the game comes out, you're like, hey, they played for free or two years or however long it's been. So like Killer Instinct did it the opposite way. It's probably it's the optimum way to do it if you're right. going to do that. So uh, some quick hit news for you. Uh, rumors are pointing to a disc Xbox One coming this spring. Uh, this is I, I think this might be the rumored like Scarlet thing that people have been talking about. But yeah, apparently a discless version of the Xbox One is rumored uh, to be coming out in the spring. Uh, EA is going to eschew uh, their traditional E3 press conference this year. They're still doing their word E3, but not really an E3 event. Uh, it starts on Friday, June 7th this year. Uh, of course, they are like in the theater that's across the street from, <laughs> from the convention center in LA where E3 is held. Um, but they are not going to do the press conference. And I don't blame them. Um, th- they never get good press from their press conference so why bother doing yeah it? You, you know why because it always sucks that's fair yeah. enough 
And what are they going to say this year? Right. Hey, let's we let's show let's show a fifteen minute match <laughs> of this mobile command and conquer game that we have that's coming out. Yeah. That'll really keep butts and seats. To paraphrase <laughs> Tony Schiavone, <laughs> uh, there's an Octopath Traveler prequel that is coming to mobile uh, only in Japan for now. Though I'd have to imagine that it's going to make its way over to North America <laughs> at some point, especially if the game is good. And uh, a much requested feature is finally available on iOS, and that is PS4. Remote play. So they have a special app that you can download to remote play uh, your PS4 on your Apple device. Don't know why you'd want to actually play a game. I can understand like doing some net menu navigation and whatnot with that, but I wouldn't be playing anything on my. Have I anyone ever that. used that? Have you before? tried it? I have, and it's not it's any any yeah. game that any game that requires like any modicum of precision timing. You do not want to remote play. Any game that's it. not any game that's not Tetris, you don't <laughs> want to play. You don't even want to play Tetris. And look, yeah, yeah, because once once the shit hits the fan, yeah, like you get the level 10, 11 and shit. Nah, <laughs> yo, no, nah. yeah, I tried it. It stinks. I use it as a remote to turn on my PlayStation if I need to watch like the WWE Network and the and the controller is all the way over there. Right. We don't have time to get up, but we do have. But we. You know, that's good for that, but we don't need to play anything on there. No. Stinks. So, but hey, if you wanted it, it's now there for you. Congrats. Yeah, because I don't even know how it works. I have it on my, my phone. I don't... How the fuck does it work? I don't have iOS. I have, I have it on Android, but... But so... All it is like second screen, but it doesn't ever have anything that's pertaining to the game I'm playing. Or is it just specific games? That's not, that that's not that's the not same not the right. Yeah, that's, that's not, not the, the right. Oh, so it doesn't exist on Android. No, it's not on Android. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, it, it used used to pretty much just be able to do it from your PC and your Vita if you had a PlayStation Vita. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, it's not. It, trust me, it's not a feature that anyone needs to really invest in. And God help you if you are the asshole that is playing a real game online <laughs> through remote play. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, big housekeeping before we get to our topics this week. Don't forget to go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Click the red subscribe button and ring the bell icon while you're there so that you never miss any video content that we post to YouTube, which includes video episodes of this podcast every week. Uh, anytime I stream, it's on our YouTube channel, plus whatever other video nonsense that we get ourselves into. So again, youtube.com slash densepixels. If you are not a premium member with TNP Studios, remedy that today by going to densepixels.com slash premium. Sign up for just $5 a month or $50 for the whole year. You get weekly episodes of the Look For Political Podcast. Uh, we're back on the swing of things with the airing grievances as well uh, with uh, one of my favorite episodes this past week, the Fusilli Jerry episode. Uh, you also get the Men with the Golden Tongues, which Mike and I should be recording uh, very soon here, our next episode. For that and no time to bleed, our action movie podcast. So again, five dollars a month, fifty dollars for the entire year. If you've never had premium before, there's over three hundred hours of content that is waiting for you. Uh, much of it evergreen that you can listen to uh, whenever you want. And of course, no matter what podcatching app you use, don't forget to subscribe to this show, The Nerd Apocalypse, Black and Black Cinema, and Coming Distractions, so that you can get new episodes every single week from all of the excellent TNP Studio shows. Um, I would like to start with Terrence. Uh, I'd like to hear about what a good Devil May Five, nay, great Devil May Five, <laughs> Devil May Cry Five player uh, thinks about. Oh no, no, not yet. Um, look, I am a huge fan of the Devil May Cry series. Um, 
I bought the, bought the first one when it came out. What was that? 17 years ago? 18 years ago? Yeah. It can God, damn 2001. <laughs> Devil May Cry can vote, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> right. That shit is old. And I fell in love with that game. That game wasn't easy. Um, it was quite difficult, the first iteration of it, at least. Uh, they have since come out with other iterations of it. And I think they've done this with all of them. Uh, Devil May Cry 2, uh, you, if everyone has been listening for the, to this uh, show for years, knows that that was the only thing I've ever bought from eBay. Um, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I will, I will yeah, ever it, be, apparently. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's stupid, but the game sucks. It's like not, as, not just as a Devil May Cry game, but as an action game in and of itself. It's one of the worst action games I've ever played. It's terrible. Well, before you continue, yes, I found something fun. Did you watch the the history of Devil May Cry on the on the the, the video that comes with the game? Yes. So the history they do a they do a text history of Devil May Cry, right? And they start with the chronological one first, Devil May Cry 3, because that was the prequel, right? Yes. And they go on and on about, you know, Dante and Virgil and Arkham and Lady, right? And then they talk about Devil May Cry 1, right? And then they say, oh, this takes place a few years later. And all of a right. sudden, here's Trish. And we find out that Dante is the son of uh, a legendary demon knight, the, the Sparta, right? And then <laughs> some other shit happens. And then Devil May Cry 4 comes out. <laughs> like they yada, they literally yada yada Devil May Cry 2. It is They're like Ash hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It's terrible, man. But well, then Devil May Cry 3. To me, out. that's just fan service. Yeah, yeah, it has to be. Um, then Devil May Cry 3 came out. And to me and to many other people, that is the best Devil May Cry. It was the best Devil May Cry game. To like, it was just the best. Uh, four, the uh, four. Uh, like I, I like four. The problem with four is like the gameplay was still there, but the game itself sucked. <laughs> like yeah, it just I, wasn't. I, I never played Devil May Cry four, but I. So from what I understand, you went through the main story as Nero, and then yes. you had to reverse through the main story as Dante. So literally. You you like mementoed Devil May Cry, but you had to like pay play the same levels right around one another. Yeah, you like essentially twice. went through the levels as Nero, and then you went through them as Dante. You're like, well, what kind of bullshit is this? But Dante had his like a ridiculous move set. Like he he had a bunch of different weapons, a bunch of different styles. He had his he had a style system in three, where you had to choose which style you wanted before the actual mission started. In four, they just gave it to him, all four styles. So you can just switch between styles, switch between guns, and it was insane. It's a lot to take in. Um, the MC came out, and well, I liked it, but it was totally. It has nothing to do with any of the the four main games. And now this is out. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it is. Yeah, as a as an entire package, it is the best Devil May Cry game ever. Like totally graphical um, gameplay. There's three characters instead of two, and instead of one. Um, I finished it on. Uh, did it do? What's the second? Whatever the hell. I didn't do the regular bullshit uh, first. I don't know. What, I don't even know what's called human mode. I don't. I don't know. I didn't pick it. Yeah, that 
don't do that. I mean, but there's an achievement to beat that for to to, to yeah, it's the trophy for beating it on the lowest difficulty. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Wait, don't don't they give you the low difficulty trophy when you beat it on mid difficulty? No. What? No, they don't. And I was like, what the fuck is that? What the I want to get a platinum. I, I don't know. I might fuck? just mash mashed buttons to win through because it's the easy, it's easy mode. But I, I finished it uh, last night on the second difficulty, and I'm I started on um, Son of Sparta mode. And it changes things up on some Spider Man. Like there are there are enemies in the beginning of the game that you don't see till later on in the game. In the beginning, at this point, and they take more damage, so it gives you more time to actually get your S ranks and shit like that. But gameplay wise, yeah, it's got everything that three had and four had, but it puts it into a better story. The story is look, <laughs> the story of Devil May Cry is ridiculous. If you, if you want to know the story of Devil May Cry, like. Just turn on a, just turn on a, 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 a like underworld and listen to some <laughs> Evanescence, because that's it. It seems, it's very, it seems very anime from someone it is observing it from afar. Yeah. It's, it's. <laughs> I mean, there were two. There, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there were two um, revelations. One I saw coming from a mile away, and then another one I was like, oh shit, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know why my dumb brain didn't think of it, um, which were pretty cool. Um, but back to the gameplay. The, the game looks beautiful. It's, it's on that RE engine. That thing is amazing. Like Capcom has, they've created something that they're going to be using for quite some time because <laughs> it does it does some amazing things. Like the facial animations. The only problem I have with the facial animations in that RE engine is no one closes their fucking mouth. Yo, that that, that hillbilly shit girl, bothers me. <laughs> that hillbilly girl with her mouth like this. Yeah, it, it yeah, bugs me. I don't understand. Hero? I don't understand why. And all of their game, even RE, RE2, like people talk with their mouth open. Like they never, when they're not talking, they never have their mouth closed. Yeah. And I'm like, is this because you want them to see the, like the teeth? I don't, whatever. Anyway, the story, it's probably next to three, which was still slightly convoluted. It's probably the best that the storytelling has been. Um, again, it looks beautiful. Onto the gameplay, Nero. If you said you haven't even gotten to Dante yet, yeah, nigga, <laughs> <laughs> there's so much shit to unlock. There's so much. I haven't unlocked everything yet. I haven't even. I'm not even close to unlocking everything yet. And I've beaten it. I've beaten it on because the, the game, like the way Devil May Cry games are designed, and there are people that don't like this this design choice. Is like, okay, you finish the game. That's not it. Because there are four different, there are four other modes to try to finish the game on. Like, and they get tougher and more difficult. And as you get better, you'll be able to take those modes on. So if you finish the game on normal mode and you're like, oh, well, that was fun, like, you just wasted money. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's all, well, next to one, one was like a, an experiment and it just happened to work out. Well, one and two, because fuck two. But the game is designed for you to get better and better. And once you unlock all of those moves, then the whole purpose of it is to look as cool as possible as you are running through the levels and to get those triple S ranks and to like not take any damage during, during a mission. So you can get the triple S rank instead of just S and this game, I have yet to do it because I still keep getting, I haven't figured out all of the attack patterns for all the enemies just yet, but I'm getting better. Um, Nero, he's just, he's pretty similar to, he, to what he was in, um, in uh, Devil May Cry four V is vastly different than any, other character I've ever played <laughs> in a in, in, in an action game. Like he has two familiar. He's got um Falcon, what is it called? It's Shadow and Griffin. Griffin. Um 
he's kind of just walking around the, the the stage. He doesn't attack at all, but his his two familiars do. So one is tied to one button, and another is tied to another button. And the other thing about it is when he dodges and like he do a back dodge that uses Griffin, so that takes Griffin out of the battle. Like if you have to dodge backwards, he grabs him by his feet and he pulls him back. That takes him out of the battle. And as far as uh, shadow, when you dash left, dodge left and right, he uses shadow to dodge left and right. So that takes him out of the battle for that. So you have to be mindful of like dodging attacks using the hem. And then you have to be mindful of where they are positioned on the screen. You have to be mindful of like what, because some you have some, some moves you have to first like back forward and then triangle that doesn't move for a Griffin or you just hold. I had to actually remap the buttons for the, for him because that shit shit wasn't working like square and triangle just wasn't working for them. So I, I mapped that. I mapped the Griffin to L2. So I could just still like press it like a trigger uh, so he could shoot and still be able to press triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it like all of those things come together. It sounds like a lot and it is, but once you start to get into the groove of how they work and like where they're positioned, I still have trouble because it's just, and there's a slight delay with what they do in in regards to what you press on the, on the, on your controller. So it's kind of hard. And that's hard. It's, it's a lot of, I've seen a lot of people say that it's easy for them to get through levels with him. But for me, it's a lot more difficult. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because he's fighting back. You I'm just used to just running in and just fucking shit up <laughs> with Nero and Dante. Yeah. Like it, it messes with your muscle memory because you're used to instant, you know, feedback. If you right. press, you know, triangle or Y, you know yeah, that's your I melee. Swing gun. a sword, right? You swing a sword, and no matter what, this one, first you got to press it to summon them. Then you press it, and it's like it's like a it's not immediate. It's like a yeah. You're you're a coach, and you're you're telling him, okay, this is what you need to do. And if you don't have a target locked, then he'll attack any target. So if you you know you have to go to a specific target, and then like you said, man, like I'm you got to make sure that you don't get hit. So you're moving around the battlefield, but some buttons require directional input or some yeah, moves so then require you have to lock on. Input. Right. And it's and sometimes he's not where he needs to be. I'm like, yo, you stupid fucking cat. Come on, yo. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it gets annoying sometimes, but I still like him. It's just and, a lot different. And then you can like increase their attacks. You, know, like yeah. you can double trigger them. And then you got a third familiar that yeah, you, you can, have nightmare. And then that, that's, <laughs> the, that's the secret to getting triple S. Because as soon as you get his double trigger just like charged up, just bring out Nightmare. He just fucks everything up on the screen. Yeah. He just blows everything up. Be like, well, okay. You can jump <laughs> on top of them. Yeah. You can, you can, um, you can, uh, like if they die, you have to, you have to wait for them to respawn. But you can respawn them quicker if you stand next to them. Meanwhile, you can, you can recharge your own like energy by reading a poem at the same time. Like while all this shit is going on, it's wild, man. Yeah, you hold, you, you have this R2, he pulls out a book and he starts reading poetry and then charges up the devil trigger. It's uh, Brad is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I, I knew I was in for ridiculousness when yeah. you kind of hear about this game. So I'm not like, shot it, but it's just like all right it's yeah, he is wild it's just, I'm like, yo this is fucking crazy but it works <laughs> it it just it works again some that, that delay pisses me off sometimes i don't know if that's like and, I, I, and I will i will say that i do commend them for taking this new character and forcing people to use him from the get-go because like i said you guys already know how dante and nero yeah. are gonna play like it's good that they kind of you know force everyone to learn something new even if you're a devil cry veteran right and then we get to Dante. 
this nigga has everything you can possibly like he has so many like he's him like it's gonna take a while like i have i've once you finish the game you unlock everything he has uh as far as the weapons okay this is what he has he has four weapons he has he has four he has four um melee weapons he has four guns he has four styles yeah no that's that's a lot (laughs) like mixing mixing and matching that shit to to pull off crazy combos you i'm like he had that in three but he didn't have as much like he has he has his regular sword he's got the a pair of nun like three three prong nunchucks uh, that you get and there was some other like callbacks to some of the other games which is kind of dope um he's got the nunchucks he's got this the motorcycle like what does he have, uh, <laughs> does he have the uh the axe guitar no he doesn't have that okay I was about to say, like, like nunchucks kind of take the the place of that they have very similar um attacks to that uh uh, so he's got the sword, motorcycle, um, the nunchucks. What's the what's the fourth weapon? The fourth melee weapon. Oh, Is and it, the, like the, gauntlets or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the gauntlets. So he's got those. Then, as far as the as the uh, weapon, the ranged weapons, he's got his. He's got ebony and ivory. He's got the shotgun. He has a hat that he gets that uses um, orbs as ammunition. He uses your red orbs that you collect as ammunition. Nope. <laughs> the crazy thing is, like, it's a risk reward thing because if you use that and you use it properly, you'll get more red orbs than you expend. So it's kind of it's fucking wild. And then he has a rocket launcher. So like, imagine that's eight different weapons, and he's got four different styles. He's got trickster, which like like some like dash around the ring, then he can teleport and all this other shit. He has royal guard, which allows him to block. If you can time it perfectly, he can block every single move in the game. Just like three. <laughs> like he can literally like parry every single move, but you have to do it like perfect parry in order for him to do it so he doesn't he doesn't lose his um devil trigger. Because each if you do it wrong, like each time you block something, a a segment of your devil trigger rush. But if you time it perfectly, it doesn't and it charges it up quicker. And then once you charge up to a certain amount, you can expend it and it's an incredibly powerful attack. Uh, then you have Gunslinger uh, that allows you to have extra moves with your weapons, with your uh, ranged weapons. And the last one is Swordmaster, which basically gives you extra moves with all of your your um, melee weapons. There was so it's too so, like it's almost too much. <laughs> but he's Dante. He's like the he's, he's the titular character in the series. Um, so of course he's going to have the most. Like, but imagine like running into battle and then you're like. I want to see if this like you can do giving the tools that you have within the confines of the game. If you can think of something, you can do it. Wow. And that's that's why I love the Devil May Cry series, because uh, there are some canned animations where you have to wait for it to finish. But like you can jump cancel and fucking dash cancel all kind of crazy shit like that. But if you're like, hey, I want to fight this boss. Uh, so if I can do this and then I can change it to this style and do this. Or if he comes and attacks me, I can like parry this. And then parry again, or go back into Swordmaster, or dash, and it's crazy. It's almost it's it's basically like a freestyle fighting game. <laughs> it's like a freestyle action adventure game, and like I, I can't say enough about how intuitive it is. Because since there's so much, you think like it's just impossible. You can't possibly pull that shit off. But if you look up some combo videos. Like niggas are doing shit already. The game been out for seventy two hours. 
and they're pulling up shit that I'm like, I don't think I will ever be able to do that. I don't think my fingers can pull that shit off. Now, it's almost say, like you need a fucking arcade stick <laughs> to do this shit. It's weird. I will say because I know I know you guys aren't gonna probably talk about it just because you guys aren't gonna do this because you're you're veterans of the series. But apparently they do have like an easy mode in the game. Yeah, that if you just hold, if you just press R three, uh, just click in the right stick, it'll or it'll um activate easy mode, and you can just push buttons and it'll do cool shit for you. No, but that does no, you can't do that. Yeah, you know? no, I mean I get it, but that's like. What the fuck? It's cheap. You didn't earn it. <laughs> like, you didn't earn it. No, you didn't. Like, no. Fuck out of here. But like, yeah, again, like if you can think of it within the confines of the game, you will be able to do it, regardless of what character you have. Nero, like his combos look really dope, but Dante is just on another fucking level. Like, it's just insane. Like, yeah, you're right. This is between RE2 and this. They have like two game of the year contenders on their hands, and it's fucking March. Yo, let me find <laughs> out. Let me find out that Capcom is back circa two thousand one. That with, shit with Resident Evil and like is it like? I like, mean, I don't, I don't think they're coming out with anything else this year. I, <laughs> I mean, mean like, <laughs> first three months. Fuck. What ha- what happened with Street Fighter, yo? <laughs> <laughs> like this just really makes me mad about Street yeah. Fighter. Yeah. Now they just gotta work on their fighting games. Because these two games, look, I love this fucking game, man. Like it's just it's that good. I again <laughs> it's, it's it's phenomenal, man. It's phenomenal. All the different things. And like like Nero has like his like bandolier of different arms that you can use, but yeah. they're one time use and and if they break they break and you just get another one. And if all of them break, well, you just can't use That's any of them. <laughs> yeah, you don't have something. Right. And if you pick one up off the ground, no matter where it is, like you can't switch between them. Yeah. Like it so it, yeah, you have all this variety, but there's strategy, right? Because it, it, let's say you're in a situation where you need um, you know, rawhide and you have the mega buster equipped. <laughs> the mega buster ain't gonna do nothing. So you can you can blow it up if you need to. Like yeah. that's a move, and it's like itself. a COE move that like, clears everything away from you. Yo, like everything, <laughs> like this game sounds so complicated, but once you start playing it, you will feel like Neo in the Matrix. Like you will feel one with this shit once you start ranking up like double S combos and triple S combos and shit. Yo, it's if you've never played a devil may cry game before you said you've only played a little bit of four like that wasn't a good entry that doesn't even count because again it was the demo for (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that was yeah (laughs) the crazy thing is like i would say one i would start with one honestly if you never played i mean let's let's be clear i'm not gonna do that like if i play any of them it's gonna be dmc5 so yeah but but like (laughs) one would be the starting point because one you didn't really have shit (laughs) like if you go back to play one he had like three combos and two weapons and like in order to you could cheat that game because with the um grenade launcher there was a way that you could you dodge you basically you roll canceled into the grenade launcher and that thing always charged up your special meter <laughs> not well not only did it charge up your devil trigger but it charged up your um combo gauge so once you got that you could just literally just roll roll cancel fucking grenades and you just get s ranks every match every level yeah. but here's the thing <laughs> so like like the power fantasy is what's 
one of the things I really enjoy about games. Like it's one of the things that for all like the bullshit that is getting slung an anthem, like when you like gr- level up and get your gear and learn how to like use the javelin efficiently, like you feel like you feel like a fucking monster in that game yeah. and you can beat the shit out of things. So like having games like that um is very appealing and that's like that's that is the reason that i'm kind of interested about dmc5 i mean like all i had to hear was someone talk about like how dante like you could fucking ride around the motorcycle and then like <laughs> split it too and you can fucking smash people yeah. over the head with it i'm just like what the, this sounds insane but it, it's, is. it sounds like it, it might be fun but like don't get it twisted like even when you become really good you ain't you that good high difficulty level <laughs> yeah <laughs> You don't know what you're doing. Like, yeah, but, I'm, but see, I'm not. I'm not going to watch people streaming Devil May Cry Five, so I, I can live in in my yeah. ignorant bliss. <laughs> <laughs> Which and, and, and talking about Devil May Cry Five because Devil May Cry Five is a game. It's a gamey, gamey, game ass game, and that brings me to my, I guess, my question or my my topic um, is: This is a triple A game. It's a triple A title. It absolutely is. But and you don't see AAA titles that are like just like games. Everyone is is, is going towards realism now. Like this one, you walk into a you walk into an area and the walls close, <laughs> and you can't leave yep. until you defeat all of the enemies. I mean, that's the type of game I'm talking about. So this being a AAA game and it being that type of game, is there still like with this being really good? And I think this is their second. I think I read something somewhere, uh, at least on Steam. This is their most second most downloaded game or some shit like that ever for Capcom. It's some crazy stat like that. Um, but this again, this being a triple A game, do you think that people still want these types of games? Or because this game is is being talked about like crazy. And this is essentially Devil May Cry is like it's a niche game all intents and purposes. Like no, like it, it, people don't like like yo, I'm hyped for that. There's a certain sect of people like me myself included that are hyped for this type of game, but it's not like a a uh, GTA or everyone buys it. Yeah, so that's the, why I was absent yeah. for. That's why I was yeah, absent for eleven years. years or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, I I think yeah because I know what you're saying and and you know filthy casuals like me are uh, we want like we want filthy casuals want experience like like an like out of war is like an experience right like it's it's a game but it's a story with you know with with game thrown in it right like right spider-man is the you know the story is thing like it's fun to play but like it's the story that keeps you coming back you're not gonna fire up spider-man just to be like oh let me see uh if i can get my combo meter up i mean i did (laughs) but that's because that's because i have that dmc mindset and that's weird because essentially devil may cry created that entire right like but filthy casuals like me want you know those single player experiences companies don't want single player experiences right they want, they want live it. services that can Bullshit. you know get money from you for the next three years until the sequel to the live service comes out <laughs> um i i i don't i don't know man um i think there is a market for it, it but with all these other games like the live service games that just keep people coming back for more and more and more, it's got to be stellar. Yeah. It's got to be the perfect game. And Devil May Cry is the perfect action game. Like it hits that it hits that thing that Diablo does, 
where you do all this stuff and you get all these moves just to go back out there and do the cool stuff just to get more money to unlock more moves. And then hopefully like you, you enjoy what you're doing. Cause they are. it's, it's funny too, because the ironic thing. So, so this is probably going to be the most, um, the most successful dead my cry game, most likely based it on reviews, be. based on the hype. It might already be for all we know. Yeah. You know, what's funny though, is that it, it could end up being a victim of its success because, because of the world we live in, what if Capcom was like, wow, Devil May Cry 5 hit, it's great, people love it, we did a great job. What if we do what Diablo does and we'll put out like a new season of Devil May Cry content that'll give you like new devil triggers that you can get and new outfits that you can earn for the different characters. So like I can, I can see them looking at this game's success and trying to figure out a way to turn it into a game that is somewhat of I, a of a live service or, yeah. or a living a living product. I could see them putting out different costumes and shit like that because they had like the 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 devil hunter edition or the fuck you call it. Well, don't, that, I uh, mean, don't they even have like like one of the devil triggers you can get is like a Mega Man like literal Mega yeah, Buster? Like, like wasn't that a thing? Uh, yeah, uh, if you buy the uh, like limited edition, yeah, um, I have it. And it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like Brad, so Brad, he jumps like Mega Man. He jumps like Mega Man. Well, I'd already if you die with that equipped too, like it even does like the Mega Man sound. Yeah, man. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. So I can see them doing costumes and shit like that. And yeah, you're right. Like they do different devil busters. Uh but and and the 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 biggest complaint I have about this game is like the last half is really samey. Because there's one section that you go through this this world and it's the same level, essentially, not the same level, but it's the same area. And of the, the last like maybe five or six levels are basically the same damn thing <laughs> over and over again, just with different characters. So if the, if there was one knock I had on it, it would be that. But again, it's the game that's the thing that keeps you coming back for the game. Uh, and then there is there is a microtransaction where you can just pay two bucks and it's a hundred thousand orbs. Um I could see why someone would do that. Because again, I've beaten the game already, and I still don't have everything unlocked. So if you pay like ten bucks, you'll be you'll probably be able to unlock everything hmm. from the get go. But I'm not going to do that. No, fuck you. No, there's, <laughs> there's way too much. Like there's there's way too much replay value to do that. Yeah, but I mean the replay value the replay value value is still there because you'll have all of the moves, and then you'll just be able to just focus on okay, let's see what I can do combo wise. But, but but like I said, like when you like when you describing it like that though makes like that just reminds me of Diablo three at launch. Like I said before, they had yeah you know the living stuff. So like I said, I it, 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 like Devil May Cry exists outside of what the trend is in gaming, but I could easily see I, it becoming being part sucked of that right trend. into that fucking trend. And right. it kind of again, it kind of is is dabbling its toe with those two two ninety nine or dollar ninety nine looking um red orbs that you can pull in. So I don't know. But like, this is a. If I were to give it a letter grade, because of that end, that last section, nine point five out of ten. Because nothing's perfect. Right. But like this thing, oh, my number grade. I said letter. Um, I'm about to say, I, thought, I thought you could be funny and give it like a single S instead of a triple S. It's yeah, it's it's awesome, man. I I love the game. Um, yeah, if you've never, if again, this probably would be a good a- entry. 
Because they give you that, that whole backstory. Yeah. Like, whatever. You don't have to play the yeah. Whatever. Who cares? Dante's a badass. Nero works with him. And nobody knows who V is. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, there like, you go. And now, uh, one last thing, because this is funny. People hated DMC. <laughs> yeah, no one liked that game. I mean, well, people people did like that game. No I one liked that game. One. Nero is very similar. I mean, to DMC Dante. I mean, know, in this game, like he's cursing and shit. Yeah, like there's a scene. There's a part where you fight that stupid shadow with the scissors. He's yeah. like, he's like, oh, you want me to chase you? Like, I'll fuck you, yo. You got to come to me or some shit like that. I'm like, wait, what? Wow, but it's like and it's it's like super corny too like they like every single one of these guys are just fucking cornballs like like instead of flock off feather face like in the first one like they, they curse right but it's still like like nero's like bam he p- puts his sword into the ground he revs up his sword and he says <laughs> and he says like something like i'm back in this bitch yeah like all right all right all right all right boss shut up <laughs> <laughs> so like the characters look very strange they would they I, look weird yo I, look. he looks like cody rhodes dante looks like fucking um who did i say he looks like he looks like uh tom cruise uh, yeah and he looks like i don't fucking know what the fuck that nigga look like yeah, that that uh that southern girl, she really gets on my nerves with that voice. I hate that voice. That voice does not it can't come out of that face. It, it can't. <laughs> and it can't. Everyone's tied into each other in this game as well. That's the other cool thing. Yeah. And there's a scene in it in later on when I'm like, this is poor timing. But <laughs> like you you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you get there. It's it's Excellent. Dante. He <laughs> he gets a certain weapon and he does some shit. I'm like Oh, I know it. Yeah, I know. Oh, you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> wow, because I hadn't seen it before. I come on, I've seen it. Come <laughs> on, okay. But yeah, awesome game. If you if you're thinking about picking it up, Brad, just just go ahead and do it. I don't know how much fun you'll have with it, but or how much time you'd be willing to put into it. And, and, and see, that's the only thing I'm worried about. Is I know I'm not going to sit there and and master the game. Like I'm not ever going to do that. It would it like would even be... if you become even if you become like super efficient with the controls, you'll still feel like a fucking badass once you learn the the because again, it's all about learning the character, the, uh, the enemies' patterns, and all other shit. But then pulling off badass shit in the me in the midst of like being able to dodge and all that. It's it's awesome. Man. So you talking about live services um, sort of segues me into what I wanted to talk about this week. So, and this is kind of almost a continuation of of what we talked about last week. And I, it's, it's it, getting to experience Anthem off and on for another week, and also just kind of like sitting back and kind of taking it in and seeing like how far Destiny Two has come, right, in the year and a half that the games come out, and especially. Like how quickly, like Bungie was able to react in this newest expansion from just the one that came out a couple months ago, and that the fact that they've left Activision might have a little something to do with that. It lets them be a little quicker on their feet. I wonder with stuff like this. Um, and I just, I've really just come to the determination, and also seeing the success of like Apex Legends as well, which can't be understated. I mean, you guys weren't here last week, but fifty million users in a month is fucking ridiculous like yeah that's an an unbelievable number um and i i really feel like the triple a studios for these for these games that live in these universes and and have a lot of kinks to iron out and and aren't that that just aren't going to launch 
in a releasable state because let's for for all the defending of anthem that i've done <laughs> and i've and 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 to be fair like people are extremely hard on that game for like taking joy in its in its struggles which is not a not a good look really for anybody but my thing with anthem is just it's ea and I still think it shouldn't have been released in the state of this. Well, no, and, and and like I said, even even with all they fixed and and like they can't catch a break, right? Because like they they fix the, the you know they come out with all these fixes and all of a sudden like they push this patch out and all of a sudden masterworks start dropping like crazy and that wasn't supposed to be that way. So like for twelve hours everyone was really happy and then they toned it back and everyone's pissed off again. Like like they can't they can't catch a break. You know what I mean? Like every every time they. Two steps forward, one step back constantly. And I really feel like the AAA studios for these big budget games, and this is a tricky thing that they're going to have to do, but I really feel like they're going to have to figure out a way to do early access for these games. And I'm not talking about what EA did with Anthem where they released it on PC a week before the main game came out and released on Xbox One a week before the main game came out. You could play it for 10 hours or whatever it was. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about putting this game out there in the wild and maybe you have to pay the full $60 for it. Maybe you only have to pay $40 for it. Maybe you don't pay for it at all. But just putting this game out there and putting it out there in a state that people understand, look, the game's not finished yet. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be fixed before we can call this build like a release candidate. It's going to be buggy. There's going to be imbalances in the gameplay and in, in the loot pool and stuff like that. And I really feel like that for any game like this to avoid the the level of vitriol that anthem has gotten in the future and fallout 76 is in this conversation and you know destiny 2 even though destiny 2 was well received it only took like two months for people to be like man there's all not a whole lot here right now is there and, and, and so on and so forth so i i just i think AAA studios need to figure out a way for this to to, to happen because all we've seen from this early access phenomenon that's crept up in the last three years is success from the people that have used it, like Fortnite, PUBG. You know, those are two of the seminal games this generation. Um, Apex Legends didn't necessarily release in early access, but now we're seeing, like, after this first month, they are putting some patches out there, some changes. They're making the Wingman and the Peacekeeper a little bit worse than they were before because those guns are, you know, dominating the meta right now and stuff like that. Yeah, that's so, interesting. And, and that's a lot from the PC version because right. the wingman is not nearly as good on the console as the PC version. <laughs> it just isn't. So I, I I was curious to also hear what you guys thought. Um if you guys had any different thoughts or or could expand on on my thoughts about trying to figure out like a true early access for these games that just need more time and especially time with a mass audience getting their hands on them before they can really be in good shape. I mean I think uh developers would love it, right? But <laughs> You know, unless you're going to publish your own game, I don't. I don't see you know some corporate nobody or some some corporate you know dickhead who only cares about numbers and doesn't necessarily care about the quality of the product. I don't see them uh, signing off on something like that. I mean, it's a good idea, but um, you know that's why you get stuff like. Oh, this is going to be a, a a stress test. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I don't know because when the full game comes out, the servers still be mad stressed, my nigga, because <laughs> like, it just don't make sense. Yeah, like I was talking. Should. I was talking to a, a buddy at work who um is 
for some reason really looking forward to the division two, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat. And um, he was like, yeah, the, you know, cause Ubisoft has all those different tiers of, of game. And he was like, yeah, I wasn't going to get the gold edition, but all you get is like a skin or a gun that will be useless, you know, uh, uh, in two hours and early access to it. And, you know, meaning today, as you listen to this, uh, the actual release date and not the delayed release date of Friday, which that's a whole nother thing that fucking pisses me off, but whatever. <laughs> um, and he said, yeah, I'm just going to, I just bought the regular edition. I'm going to let all those suckers who paid an extra $20 to, to play it three days earlier. I'm going to let them get frustrated with all the server crap that's going to happen. And then I'll, you know, I'll play it on, on, um, on a Friday. I mean, maybe you can do something like that, but that, again, that doesn't really, that doesn't really help the situation because it's, I, I don't know, man, because you're always going to have people who you're always going to have people who complain. A lot of this is, an equal part to this are is, is is influencers and people who are you know who play games professionally to give their opinions on them like they blow through this thing they have a good time like we talked about a couple of weeks ago they they play a game they have a good time they they expend uh 3 months of content in 3 days and they're like well now I'm bored and this game sucks like you gotta, yeah. The developers and publishers need to do a better job, but you also have to be realistic, man. Like well, it takes I, a I, lot of time to do this stuff. I keep going back to PUBG, and PUBG it, obviously, like comparing PUBG to a game like Anthem is not apples to apples because PUBG was thirty dollars when it came out. But I almost feel like that if you're like, hey, pay sixty dollars for this er, for the early access version. Look, if you don't want to deal with the bugs, if you don't want to be what essentially equates to a beta tester for this game, and you want to wait for the full release, go right ahead. If you get the early access edition, you know you're going to put up with some bullshit. You're not going to have to buy the game again when it comes out. Like you've already paid your sixty dollars. Yeah. We'll probably give you some free in-game stuff to you know to thank you for for doing that. Maybe we'll give you some free in-game currency when the full release happens, or you'll get like a you know like a title or like a fucking cosmetic item that indicates that you were a you know, that you were an early access player. I just, I, I need a, a triple A game to come out to just fucking do it. Like it's, I, I don't, I don't even know what's what publisher would, would go along for the ride with this. Um, but I really, I, I feel like it really does need to happen because I need to see it work so that that can just be the way things work. And look, there's a lot of people that aren't going to like that, by the way, like if that becomes like the norm, especially as more and more games, are becoming like this live service thing there are gonna be some people that are fucking pissed like there are already people right now they're like you know back when it was a super nintendo when a game would release it would just be done you don't have to worry about dlc and i'm just like yeah but you know <laughs> you know the, game, the gaming's better now than it was i'm sorry it is yeah than it yeah. was back then yeah a super nintendo cartridges didn't cost 20 million dollars to make that's also <laughs> yeah exactly so like I, I just I feel like I just need someone to do it. Like I, I need to see it happen. Um or at least be marketed correctly. Again, we talk I, I talked with Carrie last week about better marketing being necessary for these games. And now I just want to like I said, I just want to see one come out in early access for 60 bucks 
and and just see what happens and just see if that somehow makes it better because then if you know then ign can't go out and review it and put a score on it right so that you don't have the shitty metacritic score hanging over the head of of the game and and you don't have influencers that can be like wow this finished product is a piece of shit they can talk about the fact that hey this is something that's still in development here's the state of where it's at right now so so if you want them to do that what's the window of early access bet- between early access and full release that are you talking about and how do you market it? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, this game, <laughs> that, like, that, if a game, if, if, if they, the like, say at E3, they they announce a game, it's going to be a live service game, and then they have, and it's supposed, and it's slated to come out in like March of next year. And but if you want early access, you pay the sixty bucks early and get it in like January. So it gives you like a three month buffer for them to fix whatever the fuck is wrong with it. I think three to like, six. I think three to six months is probably yeah. is probably the the window. And plus, you do get the it like when you do it this way, you do get the added benefit of constantly having your name out there. You know what I mean? As you put out updates and you push new features into the game, like that, people will keep talking about your game, and you're going to get that that uh that zeitgeist that dovetail that not every game. That, and then see, that's the problem too. With, with I mean, not a problem, but the downside of having that game that just comes out and it, like like Devil May Cry, people probably aren't going to be talking about DMC five in a month. You know what yeah, I mean? Right, right. So I mean that, and and so you get the added benefit of people of keeping your your name in people's mouth, basically. So I, like, I, like I said, I feel like it could work. I feel like we're at, we're at a state now where a big publisher could make that happen. It's just someone's got to be willing to take the chance. But unfortunately, I can't see it being an EA or an Activision or an Ubisoft because they have shareholders they have to answer to. Yeah. And I don't think that stockholders are going to understand the, the the wide scheme for something like that. So it's going to have to be a smaller company. But if someone can pull it off really well, then hopefully we could see that in the future. But here's yeah. the thing. Where's that 60 bucks like that the early adopters are going to go? Where, like That's still 60 bucks that they just made, even if it is early access. Yeah, but I think the fact that you say it's early access helps us helps dissuade a lot of the negative PR. Like, like if yeah. anything, it's a PR move because you could make the argument that Anthem is currently in. You yeah, know, you, or could, as, you, as could, I, you could as really I like make the say, argument that that shit isn't early access. No, like, well, no yeah, I, I mean, like, like <laughs> the coin, the coin that I turned on the show that I like to use is Anthem is in Delta right now. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it's. It ain't, like I know you. I know. Look, I know you like enjoy the game, and again, I really enjoyed the fucking combat. That shit is it's it's not finished, and I do I know they have that roadmap, but yo, well no, they, it, it's they, not done. I mean, there's still technical issues that yeah, are, yeah that's are crazy leaking the game, and then trust me, I I feel every bit of it. Trust me, as as time <laughs> as does your, wear on, has your system crashed yet? Uh that happened to me twice. Um, last yeah. week before before they fixed it. Yeah, that's another reason why I hadn't been on in a while. I, <laughs> yeah. That's the last thing I need right now. <laughs> right and look man like it's and again like as t- as we get further away from the release date my tolerance for that type of thing does <laughs> does erode a little bit like we're at the point now where if i'm i'm getting server kicked out of a match i'm like guys come on like this is yeah. <laughs> like this is like, what are you doing this. at this point so, so yeah i mean i i could see that working and i could see you pitching that to, to shareholders like look it's still 60 dollars. we want to get, we want to put out the best product possible or else it's going to get slammed, and we're not going to make the more, and we're not going to make the money that you want us to make. 
And look, so we're gonna the, hit, the people, it's, it's weird. I don't, I don't understand. The, like, and the people that are your most devoted fans are still going to buy the early. Yeah, effort. they are. And they, and then those not those morons that pay eighteen dollars for fucking skins are still going to pay for the shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people with those eighteen dollars skins on Apex Legends, and I'm like, y'all niggas are crazy. <laughs> or you just have a lot of money. Like I, I wish I had your money. Because that's crazy to me. But anyway, I, I, yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. You're right. I don't see why they wouldn't just kind of just go ahead and do that. Nah, because it, it, it feels it feels like the, first of all, it feels like the right thing to do. And again, it feels like, hey, we're letting you know what this is. Like, never be an early adopter for something because it's always gonna be fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it's getting to the point where that is it is actually to your to your <laughs> to your detriment to be an early adopter of games. Yeah, which is weird. Point, yeah. Which yeah. is really weird. So I'm never gonna be. I'm never paying for early access for shit. Fuck that. Like I don't like I don't like sitting through broken games. That shit makes me mad. <laughs> it just really does. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the time out to be like this is what's wrong. This is what's wrong. I live with everybody else. So I'll wait for the finished product. I'm too old. So Micah, let's talk about now. Now I was gonna talk about this story last week, but it wasn't quite resolved yet. And I wanted to wait for the resolution. And I wanted to gain some distance from it because I wanted to make sure that we could talk about it uh, with the talking about what we need to talk about with this story. I don't yeah. know what the fuck this is. So this is, um, this is so like my wife brought this to me. That's how mainstream Jesus Christ. It, yeah. She like, this is, she sent me an article on business insider about, uh, this game called rape day. And look, rape day is a, an indie game about, um, uh, here's the log line from the developer. Rape Day is a game where you can rape and murder during the zombie apocalypse. Um, look, I don't want to go into necessarily what, you know, what Rape Day is and all that shit. It, it, it's called Rape Day. That's all you really need to know about it. Um, what I want to talk about is uh, free speech and why people are stupid and they don't know what free speech means. Um, well, and, and what I want to talk about, and this will lead into what you are talking about. All right. Um, steam sucks guys. Yeah, it is. Steam yeah. sucks <laughs> ass. It's a cesspool, man. So we talked a few months ago about how steam decided to wash their hands of content curation for their marketplace because they just couldn't be bothered anymore. So they said, you know what? Put whatever fucking turd you want on steam direct. And as long as we can prove that the game works, we're going to put it on our store. We've talked over the years about the exponential growth of Steam games uh, in their marketplace on their platform. Apparently, something else I didn't realize was a problem is that apparently developers used to be able to manipulate release dates on the games to constantly bump them forward so that they would always float up to the top of the queue in terms of new releases. Mm -hmm. So Valve cannot be bothered to curate the Steam store. And we've talked about this in the past. And what we've also talked about in the past is that if you fall asleep at the wheel, willingly, in this case, in, in Val's case, this is the inevitability that's going to happen. You're going to have someone that's going to come along and and test your test how far that you're willing to push this statement. And here's the fun part. So Valve originally was going to allow the game to be published on the Steam store because, of course, they were. Because it's fucking Valve, and they suck. Never forget that Valve is fucking <laughs> shitty. <laughs> They, of course, got, you know, a wrath of shit for it. Like, the uproar came. How the fuck are you going to publish this game on your store? 
here's the best part. The best part is Val's like, all right, we're going to pull it. But here's why we're going to pull it. We're going to do it because we figured out, we, we've decided that this game poses unknown cost and risk to the Steam store. And therefore, we're not going to put this game. They're not doing it because out of a moral obligation. They're doing it because they're afraid of what's going to do to their bottom line. Yeah. Which is the most Valve thing that I could ever fucking picture in my entire life. And this is why when the stories came out about, oh, you know, Ubisoft's not putting shit on the Steam on Steam anymore. Oh, Metro Exodus is getting yanked from Steam and going exclusively to the Epic Store. Yeah. I didn't really fucking care yeah. that, that, that Valve was getting hosed. Everybody was pitching a fit because, oh, I'm going to have to open a different launcher in order to play my game. Well, open a different fucking launcher then. Right. Dude. In, in, in the words of Carrie, and this is the only thing that I could think of uh, in, in reference to Valve, when you play bitch games, you win <laughs> bitch prizes. So if Valve decides that they want to fucking wash their hands of any responsibility for what gets published on their platform, except when it affects business, except when it affects the bottom line. We don't want to be construed as, you know, a, a promoting rape. That could be detrimental to Steam's business so that's why we're going to take it off the store not the fact that a game like this you know vi- you know it, it makes us feel shitty that violates the moral obligation that we had the folks no 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 this might affect our bottom line each shit valve like i don't really give a fuck about you at this point seeing we close up shop for all i care and and just fucking leave forever i wouldn't give a shit go to the epic game store and and look this is the kind of shit like like you just being like ah, whatever it's not our problem like what, <laughs> what are the fuck broken piece of shit game that people make on there this that's going to get serious developers to go to the epic store and not put up with your bullshit anymore yeah they already do <laughs> right so like i said this like this thing this story just encapsulated everything that i that i hate about valve into a very very you know small package and and like I said, it, you had to see this fucking coming. Even the developer of the game was like, I can't believe that they were going to let me publish the game on the Steam store. I probably shouldn't have tried that in the first place. Uh, so I guess I'm just going to have to publish it myself. Even the developer knew what he was doing. <laughs> Even he knew. Why <laughs> didn't you? <sighs> God. I mean, I'm not mad at the developer for trying to put it on the Steam store. I'm mad at the developer for developing a game called Rape Day. But yeah, why is he not in jail? Uh, That's fucking weird, yo. Yeah, it is. Um, fact, don't 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 do that. So I've been seeing things about rape day and 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 um people uh, up in arms. Uh, sorry, Brad, they look like you, and they, <laughs> <laughs> and they're complaining. They're complaining um, now that you know. Well, this guy should be allowed to put it on any platform that he wants because. It's 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 under free speech and and um, Valve not putting it there is a violation of his free speech and his his way to express himself and no yo no that's not how it works that's not how any of this works even like you said the developer of the game knows that that's not how this works because he's quoted as saying um, yeah it's the, essentially that it's their prerogative. Uh, if they change their policies, uh, and they have absolutely every right to do so because they're a private company, they can do what they want. They don't have to put my game up there, but I, I, I don't understand this notion that, um, all art is 
protected under some sort of free speech or, or, um, uh, uh, that, that you should be able to do whatever you want with no consequences. I just, because it, it, if you were to, if you were able to do whatever you want, like, this is how you get the steam store. Like literally everything is on there. And yeah. people trans and you know, when you talk about free speech, yeah, we're talking about it in this context, but like, let's get real. You, you, people talk about it in an overall concept, right? Like in, in, in society and how, you know, we should be able to do whatever. And, and you dirty libertarians are like, Oh, well, no government, no rules, whatever, yo. Like, no, that's not how, that's not how you live in a society, man. And that's not how you, I just, I don't understand it. Maybe can you guys explain it to me? Yeah, like it comes, it comes from a process. It comes from a fundamental misunderstanding of what free speech in America is. It, 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 people, I, I need. I whenever someone makes a misguided claim about, oh, it's free speech. Like I want to take a copy of the Constitution and just fucking sling it at him and hit him in the face with it. If if the government, if the U.S. government was like, hey, we're not going to let you publish this rape day game. That would be a violation of free speech. A private business owner, and in, in this case, Valve is a, a private company, can do whatever the fuck they can publish whatever the fuck they want. On on, on it's so like in the US, like no one makes adults only games. And GameStop, Walmart, Target, Best Buy, every retailer in the US has a established policy that if an adult only game does come along. They're not going to sell it at their stores. Let's say someone decides to make an adult-only game and try to sell it to GameStop, Target, Walmart, Best Buy, whatever, and they don't carry the game. They're not censoring that guy. They're choosing to exercise the right not to carry the game in their store because they don't feel like that aligns with the company's values or what their mission is or what they're trying to do. It's not censorship. That's not the same thing. There's nothing stopping this guy from publishing this game himself, and that apparently is what he's going to do. So if you really want to fucking rape women during a zombie apocalypse, if you're a if you're a fucking sicko that thinks that's a cool idea, then I'm sure you'll find a way to get rape day into your dumb hands. What's the purpose of this game? To, like, to, I just to, don't to, fucking... to, to, to be a provocateur. I yeah. guarantee you that's why this game exists. Someone needs to check this nigga's fucking laptop. I wouldn't be that's surprised something. if if he was a he normal dude. Like I, I I like I said, the, to me. I'm I'm not as like bent about the game existing because to me this is no different than someone who makes a controversial, you know, painting. You know what I mean? Like it's is doing it just for the lulls, basically. Like doing it just to fucking get the reaction from people. Now, I mean, I can't imagine putting the hours <laughs> that it takes to fucking develop and code a game just to get the reaction from people. But I I would not be surprised if that's why this guy was making this game. So I'm not I'm not as concerned about that, honestly. I, I am concerned that it gets close to being released on Steam as it has been. And yeah. look, I you know, I, I'm not like a I'm not, you know, I'm not for government overreach, but like the the industry needs to make sure that it keeps its house in order, man. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's gonna it's going to get to that point, man. You already have countries uh, interfering uh, because of the whole, you know, loot box thing, which 
you know, me myself personally, I feel as though uh, <laughs> it is it is not that big of an issue if you have a little bit of self control. I understand that people have like addiction and stuff like that, but um, stuff like this, it just stuff like this just rubs me the wrong way, man. Like it should not. This shouldn't be. This shouldn't. I shouldn't have to read about. That. My wife shouldn't have to read about. She shouldn't have to know about a game called Red Day. Uh, yeah. what you what you fear is already happening in the UK. Like the UK is now looking at Steam because they're like, uh, how the fuck were you gonna let this game appear on your store? Yeah, and that's not cool, man. That's not cool. Like, it's that's how you get you know the the ghost of Jack Thompson's career to come you know skulking back. You know what I mean? Like it just it's it's how you get government regulation. You know, the other thing that people that tend to bandy about free speech incorrectly also right. hate. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just um I don't know, man. I, I just saw I just saw a game called Rape Day, and I don't care what kind of game. It's a it's a visual novel, apparently. And, I don't give uh, a fuck what it is. Yeah. Now like, now the no, one yeah. the the one argument, and I think it's a poor argument, but the one argument that folks defending this make is what's how is it any worse than you know running around with a gun, you know, gunning down people and you know all that and and the the hyper violence that you see in games. All right. Yeah, you know what? You're right. No more call of duty. How about that? <laughs> is, is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying that you yeah. don't want Call of Duty anymore? Like, uh, fine. Take the take the 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 games away where you where you shoot and kill people. Hey, it might help people. It might help developers and publishers develop and push out games that you have to kind of think about new shit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a stupid argument, yo. That's a dumb argument. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Um. Yeah, man. And I don't know if it's just me getting all in my feelings now, because you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I just, uh, I'm not feel. I'm not feeling it, man. I'm not feeling it. Well, and and my my argument would also be like there have been games that have been hyper violent that have been that have received the backlash yeah, what was that game the dude just was just went on a murderous rampage and they pulled I, that shit i don't remember it was just called. literally i know it, i remember what you're talking about yeah, it, like it was literally him just murdering people right. yeah like a top-down twin stick shooter and the entire purpose was to kill as many innocent people as possible like yeah. games aren't designed to just run around and kill innocent people like yeah it's still violent but it's like usually war games it's, yeah. two, it's two different warring factions. Well, and look, or dude, they're and, like and look, dude, in, 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 in GTA. Yeah, you run around killing innocent yeah, people, but there's a yeah, penalty to doing so. Yeah, like, the like, like there's a it, there's a detrimental effect to to doing that, and and that's my argument as well. Is that we as a society accept war as something that's fine. Like like we don't you know not we don't all like it. And we yeah. don't all agree with you know it happening in every instance, but we also do accept that sometimes that shit's got to happen to resolve the issues in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when fucking Nazism came up, yeah, fucking America's got to go over and kick some ass eventually. Like it took them a couple of years to figure that shit out, but eventually, <laughs> oh. you know, we got to we got to go take care of business. So that's why you know I don't think you know people are like oh shooting guns are the yeah, but you know what? As a society, we've decided that that's an acceptable part of what we need to make civilization work. Rape is not. No, that's, they're not. It's not the same thing. Never will be. Like so, like that's not that's a poor argument. And again, 
is this the fact that he felt the need to even develop this game in the first place? Like I like I said, I, I think that I, I really do feel like the thing with the game developer is is the the lesser part of the story. Because I I I wouldn't be surprised if he did this specifically to push the, the to see what of what Valve would allow. And isn't that a shame, right? Like like your faith in humanity is so shaken that you're not surprised that an individual would make, uh, you know, this game just because you know humans are shitty. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, regardless of his reasoning for it, it's just like, I'm not surprised that he developed a game and just to see if he could get away with it on steam. Like that sentence is a problem. Right, like he had <laughs> it's a huge problem. Man. And he knew that that human beings are so shitty, that human beings running companies are shitty. Just see if I can get it done. I mean, hey, why not? Don't ask, don't get. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the last question that I wanted to ask, and I'm asking the question, but I already know the answer to it. Do you think that this incident is going to get Steam Valve to take a second look? At their policies on Steam. No, they're not doing anything. Yeah, I was about to say no. This is this is an isolated incident, just like white people killing a bunch of people. Uh, they'll look at it, they've resolved it, and then they won't give a fuck. Yeah, they 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 won't. Oh, there you go. They won't give a shit. They won't. They won't give a good goddamn. Um, Listen, if you're a fan of Steam, I feel you. I understand that <laughs> that thing can fucking go down in flames for all I care, and just fucking go to Gog and and Epic and whoever else is going to be publishing your PC games. There, there's going to come a point where people, where reputable people, are not going to want to deal with Valve. Yeah, that will that will come to head. It may take a long time, and it may take a lot more controversies like this. But there will come a point where major publishers are going to be like, you know what? You're taking thirty percent, and there's a bunch of bullshit on your store. Nah, we ain't going to do business with you. I uh, I hate to say it, and if you said it, I can't remember if you said it last week. If you did, I apologize. But Valve has lived long enough to see itself <laughs> become the villain. I may, I may have said that a look forward about uh, about something. I, I remember you I saying it. There. I just couldn't remember what show. But yeah, yeah, I think it was look forward. But yeah. I was, um, making, I was making Batman references left and right on look forward. <laughs> the last time I co-hosted on there. So very much. Very much I, like, I was ba- like, like basically to describe the Michael Cohen hearings, I was basically quoting the story of the dark night because it lined up too perfectly that's where we are in american politics now but i digress um that's our show this week uh we didn't do post office because i knew we were going to run long um with the stuff that we were talking about so we will be back with that next week um i didn't get a chance to do the amazon read so again whenever you buy anything on amazon big or small go to densepixels.com slash amazon and help support your favorite video game podcast of course join our facebook group uh densepixels.com slash fans uh, lots of fun conversation happening there every day plus that's where we post the dense pixels post office so if you want to ask us questions that we answer on the show you got to be in the fan group uh make sure you follow us social media at dense pixels subscribe to the show youtube.com slash dense pixels and you can also follow us on twitch uh terrence's apparition 410 and carrie is suffits carrie Uh, That is it for us this week, guys. Thank you very much once again for listening, and we will see you the next time. See you. Take it easy.